Hi, this is Troy Bolotnik, founder and CEO of Filmland Spirits. Pour a dram, settle in. This is the Cask Chasers Podcast. cast chasers uh guess what today's episode's about it's whiskey it's a spirit at least but uh it's also going to be about some uh some uh some of that film la hollywood entertainment um i got a really cool i'm not a label chaser normally but this is uh this is a pretty dope label if you haven't seen the labels by filmland spirits um you're missing out probably I'm going to say top label out there. Definitely, 100%. It's cool. It's very poster, graphic, uh, vintage movie style. That cool, cheesy uh, horror movie from, let's say, the 50s, 60s, somewhere in that ballpark. I'm sure I'll be educated on how wrong I am by our next guest. Uh, without uh, further ado, let's get let's get him in here and have him, have him tell me uh, what the heck he's doing here and uh, and what, uh, what I don't know about the film slash whiskey industry and how the two came together, shall we? Uh, Troy, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you, Bobby. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, no, no. It's great. So I got the bottles. Um, I've tasted the whiskey. Outstanding. But we'll get into that a little deeper. Uh, when these, when I, my wife took these out of a box, out of the box, um, to say blown away, and don't worry, listeners, on Instagram, social media, I'll post pictures, or you can just Google it, you know. Um, blown away by uh, the graphics on these bottles. I mean, your ink you. bill must be out the <laughs> out the wazoo. Uh, but no, they're really, really cool. Um, where did these designs come? Are these from actual films, or um, are they replicants? I mean, what are, what are we seeing here on on these two specifically, or any of them? Sure, sure. So what we do is, and just to give you a quick bit of background. Myself, as well as one of my partners, used to be screenwriters like a lifetime ago. And so we combined our passion for movies and whiskey together to create Filmland Spirits. Mm. And so we create an original script for every one of our products. And it's one that like, pays homage to the B-movies in the mid-20th century, big, over-the-top characters, robots, monsters, that sort of thing. So you kind of nailed it, right? Yeah. Um, and then we create a poster for that original movie and the poster becomes the label and then the, and we'll get into it but there's a lot more to the label than of course just that poster but the poster we definitely go out of our way to make it bright and eye-catching and try and have a tremendous amount of fun with it oh it's it's you're not throwing these bottles away that's i mean after right. they're empty that's for, that's <laughs> for damn sure all right so um let's backtrack let's uh let's take a time machine uh if you will and let's start from the beginning um you said you were a screenwriter you started in film um, talk, talk to me, where, where, what, what were you doing out there before you became a raging alcoholic? <laughs> um, which we don't so, condone, uh, which we don't condone and which I am not, <laughs> he, um, he's not, he's not. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm, you know, I, I grew up in New York and I went to college in upstate New York and literally two days after I graduated college, I moved to LA to become a screenwriter and I ended up writing some screenplays and doing a lot of different jobs in the inter entertainment industry. I always say it was sort of like my first few years in LA were like film school, except I was working at 
you know, companies that I did B movie trailers for uh, in the international film market. And I was a production assistant and I directed and I wrote commercials and I produced commercial, you know, just all kinds of different stuff. Um, and then kind of worked my way out of the entertainment business and became a serial entrepreneur and started, I think at this point before film went six different ventures and ended up selling or merging them all and spent some time in corporate also. But after I left my last gig, I was just like, you know, uh, my partner I mentioned that was also a screenwriter, Charlie, he's in Atlanta, I'm in LA. And a little over 10 years ago, we both fell in love with Urban. And so we started meeting at what we referred to as the motherland, Kentucky, at least once a year. And we'd start going to distilleries, you know, five or six distilleries a day for three or four days straight, like crazy people. And we just fell in love with all of it. The, the, the liquid, the culture, the science, the art, the cocktails, all of it. And on one of our trips, I just turned to him and I go, we got to do our own brand one day. And, you know, flash forward a bunch of years later. Mm. And uh, when I left my last gig, I said, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my whiskey brand now. That it's, it's funny because I always akin the spirits industry to uh, kind of the uh, Hollywood or rock star industry because, well, hell, I have a podcast just for whiskey um, because we look at our whiskey makers as rock stars, as, you know, as, as, as famous people. And when we right. see them in the wild, you know what I mean? We get a picture with, a, you know, oh, there's distiller such and such and there's blender whoever and, you know, whatever. Um, so there's, there is a correlation there. And I think whiskey too, I mean, some people like, you know, certain whiskeys, some people don't and it's for them. It's not for them. I think movies kind of fall onto that as well. There's some yeah, funky, absolutely. weird stuff I like, you know, that my wife's like, why are we watching this? And then sometimes there's some funky, weird sh stuff I like. And my wife's like, why are we drinking this? So I think mm -hmm. it's it's your palate or, you know, what you're into. Um, so any have you worked on any projects before that we may have that the audience may have seen? Or is this going to be more of a, you know, you would have to be really on the underground of the world of film? Um, oh, oh, in film? Yeah. Uh, well, I like to say, did you ever see a movie called um, Cyborg with Jean-Claude Van Damme? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was born in the 80s. Yeah. 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 Okay. I didn't write that. Okay. Um, okay. Did you see Damn Cyborg? <laughs> did you see Cyborg 2, though, starring Angelina Jolie before anybody knew who she was? I did not. Okay. That's good, because I didn't write that Okay, either. good. That but, we're, but we're going did down you a see slope. Cyborg? Did you see Cyborg 3 starring uh, Zach Galligan from Gremlins and Christina Haji from Heather Class, William Catt from The Greatest American Hero, and uh, the very famous Malcolm McDowell from some, Clockwork Orange? Some would and, say the best Cyborg, I, I think. No, I haven't so, seen some, it. <laughs> some would. I, I don't know anyone, but some would. Uh, yeah, I, I co-wrote that. Okay. Uh, that, okay. That what, I don't know if at the time, I was 22 at the time, and I don't know if we meant it to be a B-movie, but, you know, fate has a way. Yeah, third time's, <laughs> so. the, third time's the charm, I think they say. So right. that's one of those, right. well, my, one of my favorite films is a third, I think it's a third film, maybe a second film, Army of Darkness. Um, sure. Yeah. So, Evil Dead. Yeah, 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 yeah Evil Dead. Um, so maybe you'll have that cult following soon, <laughs> and uh, we can all, we can all. Um, yeah, I don't know if it has if it happens hasn't happened in thirty years. I don't think it's going to start. Weirder now. things. <laughs> are you are you in tune with what's happening today, man? Weird stuff can become very That's cool. <laughs> uh, trust me, my kids are into some strange things. So God knows, I'll see your film eventually. Um, well, that's cool. So okay, so you have a love for you have love for something that um, you, if you're not passionate about it, you may not like it. You really have to invest. And whiskey, just like film. You know, unless you're really interested in the in in 
more than great acting. Maybe you like the technique. Maybe B-movie has its own little, you know, um, joys to it, just watching a B-movie. The art of a B-movie itself. Um, Whiskey's kind of the same way. It's, uh, you know, there's plenty of people out there that just jack and coke and that's their life and move on. You know, Mm -hmm. I put makers in my glass and nothing else. And then there's weirdos like us who have you know, a a rainbow of whiskey because every one of them has a slight different flavor to it. So what I mean by those kind of two art forms kind of go together, that makes sense. So where some may see you as this guy in film and maybe the corporate world and how the hell did you end up in whiskey? It actually makes sense to me. And sometimes it doesn't, you know, sometimes this makes sense. I I saw this for you if I had a crystal. Right. I I appreciate it. What what we always say about it though, because it's a great point. Um, I am, uh, while I have worked corporate and I've been chief operating officer of a large publicly traded company and I've been executive in all, every position you can imagine, I can, I'm a creative guy. I was born a writer. I started writing. The earliest memory I have of writing was at least like second grade. I used to write plays for my class to put on. And my whole life, that's what I wanted to do was be a writer. But I'm also a tech nerd and a geek. And I've done a lot of businesses in, you know, electronics and Back in the 90s, I was the first guy with the universal remote control that nobody even understood what that was. And I was programming them for my friends. So I've always been a mix of those things. Well, if you think about it, film is absolutely a pure mix of art and science. Cannot make a film without both. Yeah. Whiskey is exactly the same. Whiskey is absolutely a science, right? And yet you can make the same, take the same mash bill in the same conditions with, you know, everything. Two different people will end up making a whiskey that tastes different because you cannot control every element and there's so much inspiration in there that it just it will come out different so this mix of of art and science is always who i've been and what i've done and it is film and it is whiskey no more truth to that i was actually just talking to a good friend of mine um uh, nicholas palaki of uh, shibui there's a free plug for shibui japanese whiskey not in your wheel not in your market so you know it's not a com- competitor not that there's competitors but you know what i mean it's fine. right um, exactly but dear friend of mine but we were just talking about it yesterday and we were talking about um people i have on the show and i, I love having distillers and makers on the show i, I do because i can nerd out um, but my favorite to be candid people to have on the show are the ambassadors because they're storytellers They're and that's, you know, what gets me invested. When I, I had Mike Rowe, if you guys haven't listened to that episode, go back and check it out. When we had Mike Rowe on the show, it was a story behind his whiskey. And I, and what we talked about was the whiskey has got to be good, but the story has got to be better. And if that's the case, everybody's going to want it because First off, there's some crap whiskeys that everybody's trying to buy out there. I'm not going to call any names, Blanton's, <laughs> but that's just, you know, what people are doing. And it's just because there's a story and people like a story. Um, so it's got to be good, but the story has to be better. Um, my opinion, of course. Um, so I am drinking your small batch uh, bourbon here. Um, and it's the uh, moon uh, Moonlight Mayhem. Um, it's a very 50s uh, werewolf kind of uh, esque picture here and again chasers will uh, will post it um before we jump into the kind of the story behind it because there is a story mm-hmm. i want to talk about your website and kind of i and what jogged my memory on that is i saw the pictures on the back um of the of uh, the characters if you will your website kind of kind of does the same thing for you guys everybody on the team which i really yeah. think is very cool kind of uh you know, your name comes up and it's the creator or whatever the case may be. I don't have my computer in front of me. So you right. definitely have some 
I hate the word whimsical, but I'm going to use it because I can't think of another word. Uh-huh. There's some whimsy, which is a worse way to say whimsical. There's some whimsy to what your website, what your bottles do. They're they're very alive and very um, very fun. I guess is is the kind of thing. So tell me the story behind these characters because they're, they're it's a Romeo and Juliet story is what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. So so that's we always say we don't take ourselves seriously. We take what we do very seriously, but ourselves, you know, we will mock ourselves all day long if if it's going to evoke an emotion or a laugh or something from someone. So yes, I think my bio on the website calls me the creative crusader. There it so is. So we, we we created. Uh, um, like Charlie, who runs operations, he's the master of the mystical ops, you know, and, and things like that. And my partner, Steve, who's our CFO and does a lot of other things with us, I think we called him the Baron, you yeah. know, just, you know, the whiskey Baron. Yeah. I think that's what we called him. But, um, you know, so the, the liquid, very serious about that. I mean, what the bottle you're, you're trying right now, Moonlight Mayhem, a saga of werewolves and bourbon, that won a double gold medal at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Um, I, you know, I lead tastings of that all the time and the reaction is just fantastic. I love seeing how people react when they try it because it's, it's definitely a bourbon that works if you are a seasoned bourbon drinker, but we also blended it and styled it very specifically to appeal to new bourbon drinkers because we figured our labels, we know they pop off the shelf and they might attract some new bourbon mm-hmm, drinkers. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to make sure it was really accessible also. And I think we kind of achieved that. The blending team, by the way, is myself, Charlie, and my partner, Steve. So the three of us do all of the, we taste, we have a lot of barrels. We taste all those barrels. We taste them before we buy them. We taste them every year while they're aging. And then we, you know, have extensive database of notes on everything. And we do all of that blending to come up, you know, we came up with the original uh, tastes and profiles of what we wanted. And then as we make each batch, you know, we do our best to try and match that or, or in, enhance it if we can. No, I love it. The US, yeah. Yeah, go on. I'm sorry. No, you. I was saying, but you asked me about the story. Yeah, but, <laughs> so. but before you do, since we did talk about yeah. the liquid, and I do want to hear the story, um, it's it, uh, it's delicious. It's just, I just want to kind of top it off. We're talking a lot about the label. I want to get into the notes and kind of the background of the whiskey itself, but it is absolutely delicious. So well done, Thank you. you and your team. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, so tell me the story, and then maybe that'll, and then we'll talk about the whiskey, and then for those that want to listen and sip, um, you know, it's kind of like a walkthrough. It should be fun. So yeah, right. let's go. Awesome. All right. So Moonlight Mayhem, a saga of werewolves and bourbon. This takes place in a world where the dominant species on the planet has become the werewolf. And so the humans are all like separated off and put in their own neighborhoods. And our hero is Tommy. He's a human who works as a busboy at a dive bourbon bar called The Den on Hollywood Boulevard. And this is where all the werewolves hang out at night and go cruising and then go drink their bourbon at The Den. So Tommy's there. He sees this beautiful woman, Sylvain, sitting at the bar, falls immediately in love with her. Well, she turns out to be the sister of the leader of the pack of the werewolves. And now she has to decide whether she wants to marry him or have him for lunch. So it's very much a Romeo, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet with fangs is, is sort of how we yeah, pitch it. Yeah, it's very 50s-esque too, which I dig. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So you do, so every bottle has a story. I freaking love that. Um, this is a 75% corn, 21 rye, and I think a, a 4% malted barley. And listeners out there, you may be thinking, if you're new to the whiskey world, 4% barley, what can that possibly do? 
um, the the smallest amount of certain grains can actually adjust the flavor very very greatly. Um, so interesting. And then uh, of course uh, white American oak four years ninety four proof. Uh, of course forty seven ABV. Um, and the SRP is actually pretty damn good, especially for s- true small batch. I say true small batch because some you know some people like to say small batch and. You know, small batch to some is not small to others, but um, anyway, right, a true small right. batch at fifty four ninety five, um, I think is an excellent buy, and it, it's it's absolutely delicious. The balance of the corn, by the way, and the rye, spot on. I mean, this is this is when I first awesome. took a sip before Thank we you. came on, before you came on, I took a sip. I said I should probably take a sip before I have them on. It was fun. It was very bright um, in a, in a very good way. Um, it, it tastes a little older than it is, which four years is uh, is nothing to, you know, you know, flinch at. But uh, it tastes older than four years, which is it, it is actually older. Oh, because so, of so the our blend. policy is okay. Gotcha. You, right, our policy is we don't age state on this particular bottle, but everything that goes into our bottles will will always be at least four years old. But ah, that's at least. So yes. I, I can tell you yes. the the batch that I'm pretty sure you're drinking is at least at this point five and a half years old. Yeah, it's got a lot of those old rustic t- flavor notes uh, notes to it, not the new. Um, some whiskeys I get are you know very good, but they have a lot of those new, you know, straight out of the barrel mm-hmm. flavors. So that's it's it's rich. The color's yep. gorgeous. Um, so so great job. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. So you you leave the world of you know everything not whiskey. You decide I'm gonna make we're gonna make we're gonna put whiskey in bottles and sell it. Um, all mm-hmm. your friends and family tell you you're freaking nuts. They're, they're signing up for a mental <laughs> hospital. I mean, your mother's crying. Don't leave me, you know, destroy. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Um, you know what I mean? Um, your, your, your father's, you're killing your mother. I don't know what the story was, but I'm sure right. everybody thought you were, <laughs> I'm sure everybody thought you were crazy. Um, cause it's a daunting, it's a, it's a daunting task. I've, I mean, I'm in the world of podcasting with about whiskey and I've thought about it. I've put my toe in the water and listened to friends and then went, uh, no, thank you. So right. talk to me about the beginning years of your stress sure. and, and, uh, you know, therapy and what that bill looks like. Sure. <laughs> What's fun. I, I love that version and I should probably just go with that cause it's very entertaining. <laughs> it, uh, the thing is it's, it, it's kind of the opposite. And the, the reason being, cause I kind of have a, a, a fairly decent track record or if nothing else, everybody in my life knows that, you know, me sitting at a corporate desk working for somebody else isn't really how I thrive. Mm. You know, I can do, I can do great at it and I've done well at it. But, um, so this is, like I said, I've, I've started six different ventures before then. And in many cases they were disruptive. And back then people were like, what are you doing? I couldn't even explain to them what we were doing until, you know, they started seeing it, all the press we were getting and everything that was happening. And it was sort of helping to define a new world. It was early stuff in the internet back in the mid nineties. Um, Internet, 90s. but this was that's a that's a fun statement. Yes. Go on, keep going. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but th- this this was more like I think I got more of like, well, of course Troy's doing something new. Of course it's going to break the mold. Like why why wouldn't you do something different? Why you know because they know I like to be creative and I don't like to just do what everybody else is doing because that's not exciting and fun necessarily. Um, so everybody was very supportive. I mean my my sister and my brother in law were one of my first investors, so you know they were they were super supportive. Um, that being said, right, the blood, sweat, and tears are there. Yeah, I mean, this is—I was waiting. You know, we're yeah. 
we've just started to get to some of the fun part. You know, we've been on the market for a year. We launched last September um, and now we're really starting to expand. Um, but it was it has been still is. This is what I say. This has been some of the hardest work I've ever done the most challenging it's not you know i'm not i'm not out there you know moving digging ditches and you know breaking my back but mentally you know nerves this is all very you know a lot of a lot of challenges pop up for example we probably would have launched a year before we did but uh there was a glass shortage from covid yeah and so we decided and it was very important to us to have a custom bottle because we knew this was you know the bottle was very important and we can sort of get into why later but uh and that took a year it took a year to get that whole process done and wait in line for our turn to get bottles made. You know, we're very small to start. So we, you know, we didn't have really any pull to get us to the front of the line or anything. So that was grueling. You know, you have to balance a lot like, all right, well, we have a certain budget. We have a certain amount of time to launch before we start having some revenue to keep these things going. And well, now we have to wait a year and people's lives depend on being able to, you know, make money to eat. And, you know, so a lot of stress on that. Just, but I got to tell you with all of that, people like, ask me and, and, and I just think about it and I'm like, sometimes when I'm in the middle, like a really stressful moment, you know, the, your face is red and the blood pressure's up. Like I'll reflect on it later in the day. And I'll go, I love my job. Like yeah. this is the most fun I've ever had at working this hard. Troy, it I just, love your it, job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, when I have that next stress moment with the, with the blood pressure up, I'm calling you and you can, you, I'll give it to you to handle three in the morning. And I'll just tell you over the phone, I'm here for you, man. I'll just talk you down. I'm like, look, Troy, it's making whiskey. It's not making uh cyborg right. three, buddy, you know, calm down. <laughs> will, will there be a, uh, assuming there's a cyborg four, I hope there is a cameo of one of your whiskeys, um, in the film and I'll keep it. I was, out. I was just a co-screenwriter on that movie. I was not the producer no, or the don't, director and don't cut yourself. And I don't even know who, who owns the rights. I'm sure you're, I'm sure you're <laughs> I'm in the, uh, you're in the, uh, after credits and that's all that's, that's important. Um, no man, it is a tough gig and it's, it's, it's a saturated market, but it's a fun market. And it is, if you can, if you can, if you can tell a good story, like I said before, and you make a good whiskey, which you do, um, you know, you, you, you can be, you're going places, kid, I think is a Hollywood term you guys use. Um, right. Did I say that right? So, uh, so I think, yeah. I, no, I think you care, man. And it looks like, and you know, the mad scientists that are whiskey makers, whiskey producers don't belong behind a desk. I don't know what you people would do if you mm -hmm. didn't do this. Um, you're, 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 you're literally mixing chemicals, poison, and then saying, please buy this. Mm -hmm. It's the most, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> and we, yeah. do, and we do Thought, luckily it tastes, it yes. tastes really, really good. Um, I've, I poured myself a glass of the, uh, the rye. Um, I haven't sipped mm -hmm. it yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, this is a cast strength, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is yes, cast it is. strength, yep. and it's at 108, 108 proof. Yes. Um, so really looking for ninety five percent rye, five percent malted barley. Uh, so here we go. So this is I love this label. I'm a huge um, vintage, you know, space kind of movie kind of guy. Um, I, I, that's kind of the stuff I grew up on. My stepdad made me watch the old Star Trek. Um, land or not? What was it? Uh, uh, oh, crap, I'm having a uh, danger. Will Robinson, Dave, what was that? What was that film? That that show? Um, oh, Lost in Space. Lost, Lost in, in space. space. Lost in Space. So all sure. of those things uh, were kind of what I grew up in. 
And so this speaks mm-hmm. to me. I, I love this. I love this really cool, you know, yeah. woman in the futuristic, you know, which no one's wearing. And I assume this, most films back then when you saw a poster, it took, it took place, you know, in the far, far future, 2013. Um, so right. <laughs> that's not how we're dressing, but you know, you know what they're trying to do here, holding a robot head. So tell me that. And that's exactly, yeah, yeah I was going to say that's exactly when we were designing the label, we would say, look, I want it to look futuristic but i want it to look like what people in the 50s thought the future was going to look like yeah because that's how that look gets evolved and developed it's you know everybody today when you when you design the future because of what we can do with film and cgi and all that it's all slick and glowing and lights flashing and it's nothing like what people in the 50s thought the future was going to look like so we very deliberately were like no no this has to look like that not like what we all think the future looks like now well and I think the future to the to back then, clothes seemed to get tighter and tighter. Um, <laughs> spandex, they really invested in spandex. I mean, we really, really right. thought we were going to. And although, granted, we did go through that Lululemon phase, um, which I think we all loved. Hi, my wife's right over there. I love you. Um, but um, but uh, yeah, we our, our clothes really got more baggy. So for anybody out there writing a film about the future, you know. We're sloppier in the future than, than, than you would think. Um, anyway, yeah, so this is freaking delicious. Um, this is great. But I want to hear the story first because we have some new sure. characters to uh, tell me about Courtney, yeah. Joss, and uh, the colonel here. Right. Oh, so, to, so a quick bit of background, which is we have four core products, three of which we launched when we, you know, back in September of 22, and one of which we just launched at the Kentucky Bourbon Festival in Bardstown this past September, which is what you're drinking right now. Sorry, so I So we have you. two bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. me too, me too. Yeah. We, have, uh, we have two bourbons. We have the Moonlight Mayhem, and then we have Moonlight Mayhem Extended Cut. Mm-hmm. So whenever you see Extended Cut for us, that's our term for cast strength. Just like a movie ah. that gets the Extended Cut treatment, we give Extended Cut more, which is more proof. So whenever you see Extended Cut, that means cast strength. So we do have a product called rise of the robots serve the drinks save the world which is a 95.5 rye which is 94 proof that's our that's our regular rye this is now rise of the robots extended cut which is the cast strength version of it i like that Uh, so the story of this one is it takes place in the future when technology has been outlawed and a fallen technology titan builds an army of robotic bartenders to take over the world and our heroine is courtney a bartender turned action hero who has to save the world. I've actually um, lived that story before. <laughs> so I've seen were, were you the robot or Courtney? I was the robot most of the time. <laughs> the robot. Yeah, Courtney okay. was throwing me out. Um, no, so the, that, that hits close to home. So that's, uh, that's really cool. I love that. I freaking love that. Um, okay, there the, we, okay. This, the, at the regular version of Rise of the Robots in 94 Proof, that won a gold medal at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Um, this, this is too new. We haven't submitted it yet, but we will uh, next year. Yeah, this is going to blow them away. Yeah. yeah this you is, may not even people, have to. Yeah. Uh, people love our rye, and they are going crazy over the extended this cut is version. This is really, really. This is, this is good. This is really good. So what is this? How is this doing? You're in L.A., right? I live in LA, but we do all of my team spread all over the country, but we do all of our work in Kentucky. So we age, blend and bottle in Kentucky. Well, what's the whiskey scene in LA? Um, It's pretty cool. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there's some whiskey only kind of bars that have Mm. huge selections and focus on pours and a little bit in cocktails. And then 
you know, whiskey is very in. So yeah. it, there's a lot of people, you know, going up to, there's a lot of bars focusing on craft cocktails that have whiskey in them. It's funny because I, I mean, I've had a few Hollywood people on, but they're all, you know, Kentucky based or Scotch based whiskey. I don't think I've ever thought about what the West Coast is doing with anything really no offense but i mean right. i never thought about what the west coast is doing with whiskey I, I mean i know there's a washington state oregon there's some whiskeys coming out of there obviously utah but i never think about california although that's where everything grows that's where everything is so you yeah think. there there are a lot of distilleries in california i forget what the count is right now it's it's at least several hundred in, yeah. in which is you know it's a big state so there's a lot of room for it because you also have you have a lot of wineries adding mm -hmm. stills and making brandy Right. And then as long as they're making brandy, let's go ahead and, you know, try some whiskey while we're at it and yeah. things like that. And there's some good ones. I try and, you know, like I said, Charlie and I have been to a ton of distilleries, you know, over over 80 at this point. So I try and get to as many as I can. Like if I'm just going on a quick weekend away in central California, I'll try and find a distillery there that I've never been to, you I know, like just to, to see what it's about. So I found some some interesting stuff along the way. So there is some good stuff coming out of California. But look, Kentucky is home, home of bourbon. Yes. The culture, yes. the lifestyle, yes. the industry is really there. Yeah. And that's why it makes sense for us to do what we do there. I, yeah. I just got back last night from Kentucky. Yeah. I go I go almost once a month. So that's in, that's incredible. Yeah, I missed you this. We were there the year before, I missed you this year. Um yeah. this would have been a live conversation. Which we'll just have to make up and do and do again in the future. Um no, I absolutely I love this. And look, I like shtick. I do. But sometimes things are shtick for shtick's sake. Man, that's a lot of shtick saying. Um, this this is this is a cool bottle, which I do want to hear about the bottle. Um, it's a cool bottle, cool label, delicious whiskey, absolutely delicious thank whiskey. You. No, thank you. You're, yeah, I mean, you you want above and beyond. Sometimes you get a little worried. You know, if you're a whiskey drinker, you see a bottle and you're like, hmm. I remember when Barrel first came out. I thought, here we go. Mm -hmm. And then of course you drink it and you're like, okay, they're just putting it in a weird barrel uh, or a weird bottle. But um, Right, but sometimes you, you you hit the mark. You guys definitely hit the mark here. So the bottle you were talking a little bit about it, gorgeous bottle, very unique. I don't Thank know you. that I've Thank seen you. a bottle like this before, in, in whiskey at least. Um, talk to me about yeah, it a no, little bit. It, it's completely custom designed, you know, which is which is a an extensive process. So the idea behind the bottle is this: look, we and you, and you've kind of been touching on this. We know that our um, our labels are a little outrageous, right? And we know that it's going to get people to look and go, what the heck is that? Which yeah. is, you know, they're meant to. Yeah. But so think about it this way, what our bottle is meant to do, like a movie studio, right? Let's say Paramount or Universal. They have, you know, very elegant logos, very commanding. Once you see that logo, you say, oh, there's going to be a certain quality level to this. Mm. I can trust that. Then the movie that's underneath that logo could be a raunchy comedy. It could be an Academy Award winning drama. It could be a sci-fi thriller. It can be anything, but it sits under that umbrella that gives you that reassurance that, all right, at least there's a, you know, there's a, a level of production and quality that's going into this. Yeah. That's kind of what our bottle is meant to do. It's meant to be a little more serious looking. It's, it's designed in a very art deco style, and it's meant to surround our label, almost like the old movie theaters, and there's a lot of these out in L.A., that um, have those very Art Deco styles with the Starfield ceiling and the the proscenium, is, you know, is really ornate. Our bottle is the proscenium, and instead of surrounding the screen for the movie, it surrounds our label and our liquid, which is our you know star of the show, that kind of thing. And so our closure, you know, the cork, the top of the cork, it's a combination between a film reel and a film can. It's got sort of elements of both. Oh yeah, I see that. 
That's cool. And the, yeah, and then at the bottom of the bottle, there's this glass embossing that is meant to evoke cells of film. So the whole thing is sort of like a yeah. kinetoscope, which is that original Thomas Edison, you know, film where he had the horse running in a circle. Yes, it's meant to yes, evoke yes, sort yes, of yes. that. So the whole thing is that the whole bottle is like an homage to film from the art deco to the technical, you know, that sort of thing. This is interactive. I freaking love this. I can see collecting, collecting every one of them and just like displaying them for people to see. Um, <laughs> they're absolutely gorgeous. But the, but the most important part here is obviously the whiskey is great. Yes. Um, so thank you for that. Um, I can't wait to try more. Troy, um, you guys, your team, you're killing it. Um, I can't wait to, uh, to see what else you guys do. I really, I really mean that. Where can people find this? Um, uh, yeah, not, you know, I'm in a controlled state here in Virginia, but, uh, uh-huh. kind of give me an idea where people can find it, how they can get a hold of it or how can they you know, get their hands on it? Sure. Our website, we ship to 43 States and, and some of the States that typically aren't on the list the the provider that we use does have the ability to ship. So don't assume you can't get it. Go check. Um, so 43 states there. We are on shelves and back bars in six states now, about to be seven. So we're in California and Kentucky. Then we're also in Arizona, Nevada, Washington, and Alaska. And before the end of the year, we will be on shelves in Kansas. We just uh, set up an agreement there. And actually, I'm going to Kansas City at the end of the month and getting that all set up and going. And we'll be on shelves there. Awesome. Awesome. And your website? And it, the website is filmlandspirits.com and there's a big clear button. You can go shop for whiskey there. We have merchandise too, t-shirts, which people seem to love our t-shirts because yeah. we've got the posters on them. We have the posters, we have whiskey glasses, but all the, all the whiskey is available there. We very often run like little specials. If you join the mailing list or follow us on social media at Filmland Spirits on Instagram or Facebook, we will often promote like, hey, like we just finished a promotion for Halloween because our, our Moonlight Mayhem, we actually refer to as the official bourbon of Halloween, even though it's an all year everyday bourbon. It's just kind of fun because it works so well for Halloween. Uh, we just ran a, a coupon code for Halloween that you got 10% off everything you bought. And we will definitely have more things like that for Black Friday and, and for the holidays. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Um, so what, uh, so you're doing vintage movies. If let's, let's play a game real quick. I'm going to, I'm going to, sure. I'm going to, I'm going to put you on. So I'm going to think of, I'm going to randomly think of, um, a, a episode or film or whatever. And I want you to tell me what kind of whiskey that would be. So I'll give you an example. I know, I know, right. Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot here and I just made this up, but it's going to be fun or it will or it'll be terrible and I'll edit it all out. I don't know. We'll see. Um, okay. so we'll start, I'll throw you a softball. That's no, not a softball. Cause it's so interpretive. This is so dumb. But anyway, um, Alfred Hitchcock, the birds, or birds? Is it birds or the birds? The birds? The birds. The birds, yeah. Right. So what is that? What kind of whiskey? What What, what is that poster going on? Uh, well, I think the whiskey would probably be some kind of flavored American whiskey because it's just insane and terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's I agree. Like no depth. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it seems like iconic, right. but there's really no doubt. Right. Or, or, or I could say it'd be like a flavored whiskey, run for your life. Yes. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I love that. So flavored whiskey. Okay. Um, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, this is, this is going to be something with rich, deep flavor, like a very old aged rye. Yeah. Like an 18 year old rye, just, just delicious and something you savor and just has so much character to it. On the beaches of, uh, 
uh, what, what was the beach in Mexico? San Juanejo, uh, San something. Yeah, anyway, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember, yeah, but yeah, yes, yes, that's good. Okay, and this is the tough one, right? Ready? Yeah, yeah. Cyborg three. <laughs> what, what? 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 What is? Uh, this would be uh, moonshine, but really, really, really bad moonshine. I gotta see it. I gotta see it. I, and I'm a big cyborg fan. The the film series. Now I've never seen one of them. I don't think so. I just remember yeah. Jean Claude Van Damme. That's good, man. That's good. That's fun. Uh, I I can't wait to see more cool stuff come out of your out of your uh, little playbook, buddy. I really can't. I you're right. you're Thank you're you. cr- you're a crazy person in the best way, and I mean that as a compliment <laughs> with love in my heart. You are cool. Thank you. Here we go. Yeah. We we okay. have one other product that I haven't mentioned. Yeah. We released it at the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. And it actually got selected at the festival to be poured at the rare pours bar in the VIP tent. It's called Town at the End of Tomorrow. The future wants its bourbon. And it's a Kentucky straight nine-year-old bourbon. Yes. Um, it, uh, it's getting a tremendous reaction. Now, here's the thing about it. Super, super limited release. We made 600 bottles. That's it. Oh, man. So I, I, I'm sold out of it. The website still has some. Our distributors are sold out of it, but it's in stores uh, now in the states that we're in. It's not even—I don't even think it's in every state we're in, but it's definitely in Kentucky, California, Washington, and I believe Arizona, and it will be in Kansas. You hear that, um, listeners? But, get it, find and you it. can get it on our website. I know there's at least twenty or thirty bottles left that can be bought from our website, um, but it is—it's—it's it's super cool. And it's like I said, it's nine years old. It's our first limited release because we have our core four products that I mentioned. And then each year we'll be doing one or two limited releases like this as well that have a different take to them. Um, but this is, I'll tell you the story real quick. It's a fun story. Um, so it's called Town at the End of Tomorrow. The Future Wants Its Bourbon. It takes place in Bardstown, Kentucky, 40 years from now when aged bourbon has run out and it's created riots and violence. Yeah. And so the government has to step in and pass what's called the Unbonded Act, which mean, which says that you must sell bourbon when it turns two years old. You can't let it age any further than that. And so our heroes are a pair of cousins, the Coopers, um, Connor and Emerald Cooper. They're fifth-generation distillers. So they turn their distillery into a time machine, travel back to Bardstown in 1820 to borrow the aged bourbon and bring it to the future. Uh, I'd actually watch that. <laughs> that's what I've heard. People have said that. <laughs> that's man, freaking tech. Well, also very along, scary. That's a, thank that's you. Terrifying. I know. Along those lines, if every bottle's got a QR code on it, if you scan it, it takes you to our website. Where for every one of our products and stories, you can watch a trailer. You can look at extensive storyboards. You can read pages from the script, and you can download the movie poster. That's epic. That's epic. I can't wait. To check that out, man. Uh, where are the clothes? Cha- hey, and listen, Chasers, um, I, was, I was thinking about, you know, selected states online. A lot of you reach out and say, you know, how do I get a, how do I get a bottle? I can't find a bottle. I'll show like small mom and pop distillers. We'll have them on the show. And then I've had listeners in Zimbabwe get a bottle. So you can get a bottle. Don't, don't, uh, none of those games. He just told you how you can get one. Um, except for that one, save all those for me. I don't know how many are left, but uh, <laughs> that sounds amazing. Especially if Bardstown's about to run out of, uh, of whiskey. Um, cause I'll have that nightmare. Man, thanks. It's fiction. It's fiction. Yeah. Well, wink, wink. Isn't, I mean, well, uh, there's religions based off, uh, fictional books, um, Scientology. Anyway, um, right. was that L. Ron Hubbard? I think same genre too, yeah. right? Yeah. Is that right? It is L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 
yeah. Anyway, so you know you don't know what can become true or what what can't. So yeah, um, hopefully no werewolves, but we'll see. Um, right. Troy, man, thank you so much for sharing this with me, man. This is epic. I mean, I mean that this is this is this thank is you. cool. This is dope. This was a good idea. This was a good idea. No matter how thank many you. of your friends told you it was a terrible idea and you're wasting your life. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. You, you, this is awesome. Um, you're making good stuff. You and your team. Um, keep it up. I can't. I can't wait to see what else is out there. I'll be cross fingers um, at the Kentucky Bourbon Festival next year. Um, with Great, my so team. Will we. Um, let's let's do it again, man. Let's let's have you on. Awesome. I, I can't wait to see what else you have out there thank you. um yeah no thank you my friend thanks for doing this with me and hanging out had a lot of fun thanks thanks for having me me too yeah man not, not, yeah um i tell you this all the time chasers you know you, you you see whiskeys you try something you get stuck in a kind of a you know rotation of drinking the same thing over and over again there's some cool fun stuff out there that's just it's good whiskey it's a good story the labels are beautiful freshen up your shelves and that's why i always tell you it's not about finding the perfect dram it's all in the chase so you know go chase it go find something cool try uh, Filman spirits that's the one hey man thanks thank you <laughs>